hello, hello, Sai. I'm very honored to have you here um, because I, I would like to start off by by congratulations with congratulations because I think you did a very great job uh, with the Crowdcast solution. Um, uh, it's it, I find it an awesome product, but perhaps you can uh, tell us how you got in fact into doing uh, mm -hmm. what you're doing today. In fact, uh, how did you roll in this? In, in that Crowdcast solution and, and perhaps tell also who you are. Uh, yeah, yeah. For... I mean, basically, long story short, about a year ago, man, it, it was only a year ago, um, I was in a really crappy webinar <laughs> and it was just one of the worst experiences of my life. And, um, and uh, yeah, I was surprised that there wasn't, there wasn't any better solution out there and i think i was specifically in a go-to webinar and i was and, and i just kind of just spent some time looking around the web to see if there's better ways to you know interact with with people for webinars or seminars or any sort of educational you know, broadcast content um mainly because just like we're doing on blab the world is moving you know to live streaming and having real-time conversations and and the fact that there wasn't like a platform to actually do that on was surprising to me. And so my background is a, is a designer. And so I was like, well, you know, if I could solve the design problem, then then I can try to solve the, the, the technology problem. And the thinking was maybe I can find a way to build an application that lets you do really amazing interactive webinars um, without actually having to do the technology part for now. And so um, I spent some time, I built a version uh, of Crowdcast and figured out a way to use Google Hangouts and Livestream and Ustream as like a way to piggyback off of their solution, but create a whole new interactive experience on top of it. Um, and then I started just messaging people, seeing you know, some people on the internet who, who did events like that, Q&As, um, webinars and things, and started getting some initial, you know, people starting to use it and liking the product. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting somewhere. Um, and then a friend of mine, uh, this guy named Ed, reached out to me and he's basically like, hey, Sai, uh, we want to put together the world's largest virtual conference and we want to use Crowdcast to do it. <laughs> And at the time, the biggest event I had had was about 200 people. So I was like, okay, well, what are you looking for? Like, how big are you talking? <laughs> it's like 10,000 people. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's, that's kind of big. Um, well, I mean, if you, if you want to, if you want to cover my bills for the next couple of months, I'm totally down to try to build something so you can scale to that size. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. The, uh, I spent a few months, this was last fall. Um, just heads down, not really doing much except building and, and scaling the Crowdcast just by myself. Um, and he had his company doing marketing and getting these speakers on board. And then, you know, so the event was for December, so I had about two months. In that time, they did way better than they expected. And we ended up getting people like the inventor of Ruby on Rails, the the, the, the VP of Microsoft, the guy who invented CSS, the guy who invented you know, Bash and all these languages. And we just got like, the, the it, it was called the Hack Summit. We had the, the leaders of the tech industry um, 
signed up to speak. And then our registration count went up to 30,000 people. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. And, you, mean, you mean you had an audience of 30,000 people in the Crowdcast? So, so, well, so, <laughs> yeah, that was the idea. Um, and so December comes along and uh, I, I'm just like freaking, I'm like, I, 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 I'm like freaking out because I'm like, holy crap, basically it's one guy doing the technology, building the platform to do this giant conference. And, and all these speakers have no idea. It's just one guy, you know, and, and like the company, my, my friend Ed, like he was putting a lot, I mean, he, he made a big bet on me essentially. Um, but and when, you know, when did you, excuse me, when did you had your aha moment so that you said, well, here I am on something really, really huge. <laughs> was that the like conference a, or, or was it, was it before? Like a, uh -oh moment. Is more like an uh, it turned into an aha uh -huh afterwards. So surprisingly, somehow the code that I wrote managed to hold up, and what we ended up getting was thirty thousand people over the course of three days. But at any at our peak, we had about ten thousand people concurrently watching and interacting, um, and so that event sort of put Crowdcast and everything into more of a public light and. We started seeing other conferences use it for large scale events, you know, um, and it started becoming a platform where people can interact with giant audiences, you know, in real time, ask, get, you know, uh, answer their questions, poll them, get some interesting analytics behind how the event is going, as well as the type of audience you have. Um, and so since then, you know, we've been sort of building the team and building the product and so on. What, what makes the platform so highly engaging in fact, Sai? If you say, well, you had 10,000 concurrent uh, people in one Crowdcast session. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, to imagine myself uh, what makes it so engaging. What, are the, what, what, what makes it so different from another uh, live streaming platform, in fact? Yeah. Um, so on a standard, uh, you know, webinar platform, you have essentially just a stream. Usually, it's slides of a person's talk or something, and you're just kind of sitting there. You have no form of interaction other than a little text box to ask the host or someone that the host is working with a question. You have no idea who else is in the room watching it with you. You have no idea, you know, uh, if they're even going to answer your question. You actually have no idea what the other people are asking either. Um, it's just a stale, siloed experience. Um, but in Crowdcast, the, the, the way that I built it was I wanted people to, first of all, log in from Facebook, Twitter, Google+, email, like everywhere, and all come into this one area. And I wanted everyone to see each other, right? So you can see that you're not, it's a shared experience with other people. And I wanted them to interact um, so you know, having that chat there where everyone can really quickly just meet each other before, during, and after the event was a huge plus. Um, in fact, just yesterday we had this big event and after the event is over, people stayed around like for a full hour, just continuously <laughs> chat and hang out and get to know each other and interact. Um, so that's one component. The other, other sort of big piece was the Q and A section that, 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 you know, that I built 
where we took the questions out of the chat and put them in its own area to be voted upon so that you as a host now know exactly what are the most important and relevant questions to be focusing on. Um, and that just, you know, makes everyone happier. The host is happy, the audience is happy. Um, and it also just made the conference really valuable event, like after the event is over. So because, you know, Crowdcast is actually keeping track of when the host is answering the questions, then when the event is over, I don't have to, as a viewer, if I show up late or if I rewatch the event, I don't have to watch the whole event. I can just scroll through the questions and see which ones I'm interested in and click on it. And it's gonna to jump to that moment in the video where you're answering that question. That, that's what uh, Niguru says, timestamping the Q&A, uh, that, that, that is really fabulous. So you can really, when somebody's like, like she now is, is giving a comment, you could actually uh, mark it or is it like that that I have to, to visualize it? Um, Actually, comments are automatically tagged, so it's um, so all the comments on Crowdcast. If if it happened during the live event, you can actually this is like a secret feature. We'll we'll make it more obvious later, but uh, you can actually click on the timestamp and it jumps to that moment in the video where that comment was being made. Okay, so um, that that makes a lot of interaction. I heard also about about polls. Is that uh, yeah yeah? And so what? the last component is is. The third component rather is, is polls where as a host, you may just want to know like, hey, do you guys want me to talk about A, B or C or do you like apples or oranges or um, whatever question you might think of, are you enjoying this experience? You know, anything you can think of, you could quickly just go to poll and then you could see questions being answered in real time and just being animated. So you can just um, instantly get a pulse of where the audience is at if you need to change direction or anything like that. Um, okay, so if I if I see well, you could actually set up the poll in the beginning of the show, and then have the input of the audience, and perhaps see at the end of the show if they reconsider with regarding to the the polls. In fact, might be. I, I'm just um, yeah, that's what's one possibility. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of the times, people because of the way it's built, you can actually start interacting with the whole event before it starts. You don't have to wait till it till you know the webinar starts, uh, which means you could ask a poll before it starts. So the the weeks before your event, people are coming into the event, they're meeting each other, they're, and they're answering your polls. So even before you start your event, you can actually have a context on certain questions. For for what kind of webinars or, or webcasts do you see the most uh, utilization of uh, the Crowdcast solution? Um, is, yeah, it for, yeah. is, it, is it for training purposes or pure sales or what? what kind? People do so many different things with it. Yeah. Uh, what we're, what we think we shine in is, is generally more interactive events where you're sort of building a community. So an example would be um, Patreon has a huge ambassador community and they want to do these private Crowdcast events with their ambassadors, you know, um, or if you are a patron, then you have a big following, but you want to do these private interactive sessions with them. Um, that's where it really shines, um, where you're doing some sort of a community building thing usually. 
but it's it's tied into businesses who just want to you know have a better uh, stronger community right uh, usually a lot of what used to be sales webinars have just become informative um, webinars essentially um, and if crowdcast can make that really fun and engaging and interactive then the value for the company goes up you know people's trust in the company goes up um, yeah yeah and then the, I guess the other part is, is giant events like large-scale events um, because of the way we're built we can handle essentially infinite scale and so uh, people who have huge followings um, and need like the ability to talk to thousands of people at the same time um, that's one of the powers that they have now what I also was thinking in fact is when you when you look at the crowdcast um, the, you, I read about the the, the SEO uh, feature right why is it so great to use uh, crowdcast for uh, why is the SEO purpose so great in that, for that product yeah yeah so essentially a traditional webinar as soon as it's over Yes. webcast as soon as it's over the content is gone and not available anymore and usually the host of the, <coughs> the host of the webinar has to download the video and then mail it to you or email it to you but the way that we built crowdcast because we have all these questions time stamped we're thinking why does it have to end when the event ends right um, we should have the content still be preserved and shareable and searchable so that basically means that every single crowdcast event goes from live event to long form content marketing afterwards right, for free. Uh, it means all the questions that were asked can be searchable in Google or shareable in, in individually. You know? So all the work people put in to make that live event really awesome and interactive pays off way after it's over. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's one of the cool things about it. So per perhaps I can uh, can show uh, an example of uh, Crowdcast by putting in uh, the URL of a Crowdcast so that uh, the audience has an impression of what a Crowdcast is, is like. Uh, the first link that I would like to share, in fact, is uh, the Crowdcast uh, where we have, in fact, embedded a blab in the Crowdcast. So uh -huh. I just want to show that. So I put the URL up here. Um, I would say, have a look. Don't start the move. You can always replay afterwards. Um, uh, but just to have an idea of what it is like to see, in fact, uh, an embedded blab in a Crowdcast. So the idea would, is just to showcase what is um, is showcasing, in fact, your your Crowdcast products. So I haven't even seen this before. That's cool. <laughs> so um, I guess it's the first uh, embedded blap in Crowdcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, that's one of the things that viewers might not be aware of is that Crowdcast is decoupled from video streaming services, which means it, it can turn any streaming service that has an embed code into a really interactive experience. Um, so you can use it with Lab, you can use it with Ustream, you can use it with Livestream, Twitch, you know, Google and Hangouts. I guess perhaps also Blab, no? Yeah, yeah. 
if it is not, it will be upcoming perhaps. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the second showcase that I would like to show and I would like to have your, your comment as well. In fact, what we did is, is a kind of uh, a mixed presentation uh, a kind of mashup. So it means you have on the left side the presentation and on the, the right, in fact, the, the video. So um, again, I will share this, have a look at it. If you want to see the full broadcast, uh, again, I invite the, the audience to, to have a sneak peek and watch the full replay um, afterwards. Oh, this is cool. So, <laughs> so wait, wait, what, what kind of embed is this? Is this a, a slideshow embed, a mixed presentation embed? Let's see. Yeah, it's um, present, uh, present Me uh, is a solution which enables oh, you, in fact, to combine a presentation with a video. Yeah. In yeah. fact, uh, what I like is, is also the fact that you have the same... Um, interface, let's say, like that, uh, like that we, the one we had with the blab, with the recorded blab. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, but it's another way of, of presenting and training, I guess. And um, or I like very much the um, the concept just to showcase again what is possible with with broadcast, because you, I, I think it's more than 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 live streaming of webinars. Huh? Uh, what kind of businesses are are using this solution? In fact, um, is this really business to business, or, or for what's the main uh, use of uh, Crowdcast? Yeah, I mean we've enabled both models. Um, we we try to focus on B two B. We try to focus on people who have a business and they want to engage with an audience. Um, with whatever streaming service you're using, you know, but you know, we do see a lot of um, you know, people like, for example, the hangout folks, right? Uh, people who have either personal businesses or individuals who just have a big network and they just want to grow that network. So there's usually some end goal, whether it's like they have a business or they have a, um, they have a company, they have a brand of some sort. Um, that's usually the best scenario for Crowdcast. I'm going to show now the, the third example, mm -hmm. uh, which is, in fact, it's, a, it's simply a, a presentation, a Google, a Google Slides uh, presentation that we, in fact, have embedded in, uh, in Crowdcast. So just to give you an idea of what is possible uh, by integrating Google Slides. Mm. Oh yeah, very cool. Do you know if you can control slides remotely, like an embed, embedded slide? Yeah, you can actually, um, there is an embed code which you can um, um, generate in Google Slides and then you can in fact embed it straight in, in Crowdcast. So, uh, can, you, so can you control which slide the viewers are watching? No. Perhaps with Google Scripts, um, but yeah, I, I didn't. I, I didn't went that far. <laughs> <laughs>
but uh, no, um, you cannot. Uh, it's a generic presentation, in fact. Huh? So, um, okay, there is some dynamic that you can build in uh, and you can make objects move, but it doesn't go farther further than that. Or well, you can also embed a, a video. That's also interesting to know so that you have a, a broadcast or a, a YouTube video that you want to embed in the slides. So again, uh, yeah, it makes it uh, more interactive and dynamic, I guess, as uh, a versatile yeah. solution. Did you did you make these slides? Nice. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. I did it, yeah. and I first uh, embedded it on my website because I'm mm -hmm. more um, a person who works with Google Sites, and it's from there that I had my the idea of uh, building a Google Slide. And afterwards, I, I just tried out the the iframe, and yeah, it works. So that's fine. So. Uh, yeah, it's crazy what you, what you can, what people do with it because you can literally import anything with an iframe. <laughs> so, <laughs> as soon as it is a, an iframe, uh, well, not always because um, sometimes it doesn't work out. But um, well, it's much more than than only live streaming, and and that makes the platform so so rich. Huh? Perhaps the last example that I want to show. Um, these are in fact. Um, well, for the people who are attending the the lab, uh, we have a kind of uh, takeaways, and we're offering a PDF and a video um, to our audience, our lab audience, uh, by hosting the Crowdcast, by putting the Crowdcast URL. Um, so I'm going to put it again. So this is really the last one. And this is really, um, I think, a nice way in order to share um, in your Crowdcast takeaways. So if you say, well, uh, we have prepared some documentation, um, presentation, PDF um, a document, and we would like to share that to our audience. Mm -hmm. Well, um, it's another, another way of, um, of sharing documents, in fact, by simply putting the URL you can actually um, prepare a session where you put all, all the takeaways, where you put everything ready uh, for takeaway. So, uh, so that people don't leave uh, empty-handed. So, nice. So, nice, nice. I don't know if there's someone in the audience who wants to join. Uh, I've seen Cindy, uh, perhaps with question. Perhaps she wants to know more about the, the platform. Uh, the seat is open. Or... So Sheila, Sheila is here. I think she's done a couple of Crowdcast events. Yes, yes, yes. And we have QD Brand who just popped in. Um, so, yeah. Um, hello. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Sheila, if you're in the audience and, and you want to come on, on stage and, yeah, a lot of chat. I accept. Okay. I haven't got the right camera up again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> hey. hey, good to see you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I I like the, obviously, the, the platform on its own to run a live live um, event, whatever it is, is great. But I really love your um, sessions 
in terms mm -hmm. of building up a course so that people can walk through the, the various sessions and this mix that Johan's put together of, um, of, of, of different goodies that, that, that will keep people's attention, I think is, is really cool. So, Interesting. Have you been making, have you been building courses with sessions? I've been building courses on Udemy um, with, I think the one was 33 lectures, which was rather long. And the second one was 23. So um, mm. I could see, I don't know, how, what, what is the limit of your sessions? How many sessions can you do? There's, there's no limit right now. Okay, but it would, it would clutter up the page if you had 33, I should think. Huh? The design would, 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 yeah, would clutter up right now, mm -hmm. but we got to first change the design. So that's more of our, 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 on us. So you can just like click a schedule button or something like that and see all the events you've scheduled. Mm -hmm. My, my one problem with your little session buttons is that they're rather small. Yeah, they're so really tiny. <laughs> it's, it's not intuitive to click them. Because, yeah, yeah, exactly. Is there a kind yeah. of a swipe mechanism for tablets that you can swipe from one session to another? It was an idea that I had today. I said, well, if you could actually with two fingers swipe from one session to another, that would be a great experience on a, on a tablet, I, I think, uh, and I guess. Yeah, yeah, we, we were definitely considering more, more ways of moving the sessions along, you know. Um, but I think the easiest is just to like redesign how that little the dots things works. It's no more dots. It's more like a drop down or something or something that lets you, yeah, it's going to be more interesting. Maybe just numbered even so that one is uh, enticed to click the next one. You know, if you see yeah. one, two, three, you might, might want yeah, to click something. the next one. Yeah. Especially if people are doing like a multi-day event or a full day mm -hmm. event. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the viewers want to see a schedule and not miss and, and just see like a full page schedule of where everything is going to be. And so that would enable us to do that as yeah. well. Yeah. And what is nice also is that your conversation on the on the right hand comment stream sticks with the session, mm -hmm. which is really neat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the idea behind that is that um, every session is like a sort of a, a, a stage you know, in, in, in the physical world. And every stage has its own set of questions and seats and panels and all that stuff. So we want to keep things separate, mm. especially when it comes to the question tagging, it wouldn't make sense when you have of course. multiple events in mm. one, one session, mm. you know? Mm. Uh, do you have a scoop or is there something upcoming? Uh, or what are the most recent features that you have uh, brought now? Yeah. Just to have an ID. Well, I think you guys have noticed that you can now sign up through just emails rather than Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, you know? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of business people just really wanted, or, or just actually even not just business, just a lot of people just wanted their audience to be able to log in through anything. A lot of people are sort of afraid of Twitter and Facebook, <laughs> especially teachers for some reason. Um, so that's now available. Mm -hmm. um, we recently released the invite audience members on stage option. This is in, this is basically implemented through Hangouts. Um, so we just saw it used pretty well yesterday where we had this company called Thrive Market um, was doing a, an event with their ambassadors and they're able to bring them on screen and, you know, and, like, and ask them questions and so on. 
Um, yeah, and then and then there's like a few more things where, there's, I mean, there's so many things that we're working on. Um, but in terms of like immediate future, it's 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 more about like making sure there's better analytics, better data, uh, possibly showing you things like conversions between who who registered, um, how many people showed up on the registration page, and how many actually converted over to the real page. And of the real event, how many people showed up for the live event and how many people showed up afterwards, right? Um, or things like engagement analytics. So it would be really interesting to know that, you know, that Sheila happens to be the most interactive audience member or like Johan happens to be the one who's asking the best questions based on the votes from the audience, you know? Is that is that uh, sentimental analysis or how do you call it? That's, a, that's another thing. Oh, yeah. Sentiment analysis is, is something we're also working on where we would be able to give you like a thumbs up or a thumbs down on how your event is performing based on a sentiment analysis of the chat messages. And then okay. later when the event is over, we can actually overlay a timeline and a graph to literally show you the best and worst moments of your event um, just automatically. <laughs> and we've tested this out, you know, with some of these events just as possible and it's possible so it's just a matter of building it out and releasing it out to people so it's all graphical you see really the time the time yeah exactly then... like maybe, maybe like maybe you made a bad joke and it goes down you know? <laughs> uh, I, I you'll would... be able to iterate on your events essentially um, and, and you'll, yeah you'll you'll know um, but the nice thing would be for the bigger events where there's the chat messages are just going crazy um, you, you just might not have a chance to see, read all everything, and so you would get some sort of an indicator, whether it's a thumbs up or green or red. You know what I mean? It would tell you how things are going. Actually, uh, we, ha we have Karen Mohi who is joining as well. So uh, I hope it will work out with our settings. Mm -hmm. A couple of webinars where the the comments went very fast, I found extremely disturbing. It would be quite nice if if there's a way to kind of hold them so that you can just read one or two <laughs> or flag yeah, them. Actually, if, if, you, if you scroll up, it, it stops the scrolling. Oh, right. Um, if, but if you're, if you're fixed to the bottom of the chat, yeah, it's going to move as it comes in. Yeah. Uh, so that's one trick you could use next time. Okay. <laughs> how, I how, think I he's got, having uh, a problem. Yeah, he's got a problem. Um, well, I will I will block him because it doesn't help. So, mm. um, I was also wondering, um, as a as a business, when you want to start with Crowdcast, what do you suggest? How 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 can they start in the best way for people who don't have experience with Crowdcast? Uh, what do you say then? Uh, yeah, I mean, we 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 just recommend to go test it out. <laughs> you know? um, one thing, there's sort of I guess a couple of options. One. We do these bi-weekly crowdcasts on crowdcasts um, and you can register for them using the see live demo option on the homepage. Um, and so these are basically, uh, yeah, I mean, us directly showing, demonstrating the product while using it. Um, but the best thing is really just to create a test event and, um, and just try getting a couple of friends in there to see what the experience is like. It's incredibly because... easy compared to Hangouts. Unfortunately, yeah, exactly. I spent a year and a half learning Hangouts before uh, we came. <laughs> hangouts is atrocious. Yeah, I mean, and 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 uh, yeah, it, it, it's like good and bad because it's enabled us to get this far, 
mm-hmm. um, because it's 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 allowed us to not have to focus on video technology and just focused on the experience. You know, uh, we wouldn't be able to have pulled off that thirty thousand people event. You know, with with just with without hangouts. Um, but the downside is it's hangouts and the experience is like really crappy and about 80% of our support probably is around questions around hangouts, you know? <laughs> um, so we're, we're trying to teach people how to do Google stuff better than Google. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's, uh, the nice thing is because it's decoupled, we could, we could plug into anything mm-hmm. down the line, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's mainly been an opportunity. I'm trying to use it uh, perhaps later with uh, with Blab. So I think if you can, I, I've that'd be it. so interesting. Yeah, I've seen. In fact, when you when you take a Blab, it's it's responsive, and when it goes down to 700 pixels, you will see that the the comment stream on the right will go underneath. And I I had something if we could um, adapt the iframe by pixel width and height. Well, it must be possible to to put only the portion of the blap uh, with the frames, so that we can use the the commenting of the of the podcast. In fact, that would be really interesting. <laughs> um, I've, yeah, I've never seen a, a blab imported to a crowdcast, but it's possible, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, did, I did already. I did. Yeah, I did, I did one as well. It's certainly possible. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I guess if someone wanted to do like a businessy lab, that would make sense, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, I I, I I could see that in some use cases. Well, Sai, when you look in fact at the the crowd the crowdcast with the embedded blab, huh? what mm-hmm. I th- I think is great for blab and crowdcast as well, of course, is with blab you can uh, have really. Um, testimonial building so you can really have the the proof um visually of someone who's telling that yeah okay he's an expert regarding the meta or a customer could uh, communicate in fact that he had a great experience with your product and if you can combine that uh, into your crowdcast session that's that's great for um for building up let's say let's say it like that so yeah yeah possibly um, but yeah, I mean, mainly, you know, we're, we're, we're really focused on the, the business use case, you know, of, of companies having the analytics, you know, the, uh, just really making webinars not suck, you know, um, and so. Is there a way to integrate it with Google Analytics, by the way? That's something that comes. Some people have asked about that. Um, uh, we think there's a simple way. Uh, but for the most part, not enough people have really requested that for us to really put development time and focus into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's possible, I mean, theoretically, you know. Um, a lot of that we can just provide you directly because we have those stats that you'd want anyway um, of like where the refers are coming from and where um, how many people are converting and how many people are showing up at which times, you know. So a lot of that data is actually being collected right now, just not being surfaced in the analytics dashboard. Perhaps also, can you say something about uh, pay? I'm going to drop out while you do that. So, um... sure, Sheila, it's great. Thank you, Sheila. Um, 
side what I was uh, wondering also there is also a paid uh, system can you tell us a little bit about that how that works right right yeah if you want to do yeah I mean people want to do paid events you know <laughs> so um, we built that and so uh, if you wanted to attach a price for attending your crowdcast events you can do that and um, it just uh, puts the money in your bank account and that's it <laughs> That's a prompt that you get when you start the event. So if I want to join a, a paid crowdcast. Yeah, well. yeah. So right when you try to register for it, if you haven't joined that event before, um, then it's going to ask you to pay. And yeah, if you, obviously if you already joined, then you're good. Uh, but it's, a, it's, it's one thing to note is that it's event-based. So we have events and then sessions. Um, so if you had, let's say, five sessions, uh, the event would have the price point on it. So by paying 10, duck, 10 bucks, 20 bucks or something like that, uh, I can attend all the sessions. All right. So it's perhaps sometimes interesting to chain them if you want to split up uh, the, the payments. Yeah, you know? yeah. And our first use case of that was this conference and they charged a, a butt ton of money. Um, like I think about $300 a ticket and they had about about a thousand people or so maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's people who are doing business events, like they're willing to pay for high quality conference content or, you know, conversations or uh, basically it's, it's like a physical conference, but it's all virtual, you know? So um, there's generally a company budget for that. Okay. I don't see any questions no more. Um, well, I propose to end the, the recording.